0: Welcome back to the Road to the Olympics podcast, I'm your host Stephen Scullion, or if you're new to this channel, I'm an Irish marathon runner, I run 209 for the marathon and recently competed at the Tokyo Olympics, albeit not very well, but I guess that was the whole purpose to start this podcast, I go through the good parts, the ugly parts and everything in between, how I've struggled with mental health, how running's really helped me get back to... You know, the highs of life, the happy parts of life. And I hope you can gain something insightful out of today's episode. Hey, you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. Today's podcast is brought to you all the way from St. Moritz, still, still up in St. Moritz. And actually, on that note, before I get um, sidetracked, I actually set up a um, session with a psychiatrist for next week, and um, I guess it's kind of came to my attention that it, it shouldn't, It shouldn't be a celebration that you've stayed in one place for a certain amount of time. And I'm also going to add to that, this place is like, like, it's like heaven. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It should be a, I know we don't live in this world, but I should wake up every day and be like, Ooh, this is amazing. And I guess like, it's not like I wake up every day not wanting to be here but you know for example I would woke up this morning and I think before I was even awake so you're probably looking at like six o'clock until like 8 a.m and and my brain was trying to figure out options that I could you know leave early I wonder could I get a refund on my booking you know I wonder could I justify that it would be worth spending two weeks back in the UK just things like that and so I decided to set that up a couple of days ago, and um, we're gonna have a little look into maybe what some of the root causes are for, I guess, the impulsivity, you know, the lack of contentness, and, and probably just why I get bored, even in, in places, you know, such as St. Moritz, for example, like it, it's beautiful, you should not have that feeling or urge to leave or... That, that boredom type um, feeling. so And it's something that's haunted me for you know a long, long time. I know it's not logical. I, I know what the logical thing to do is. It's just that I find it very difficult to do that. So that is not what today's podcast is about. Today's podcast is actually about running. I'm gonna start with a quote that I was told today, but it's also... Going to be based um, around running at the right training intensities, um, and I, I I put it on my Strava. I think I and I I do this too. So uh, I spoke about this a long time ago in the podcast, but more recently I I've started doing my marathony type sessions, and the problem with doing a marathony type session. You can actually run at an intensity that is beyond marathon, um, but like you can you can still cope quite well. And so you can you can run in this kind of like grey area, I suppose you could say, that is an intensity between half marathon and marathon, or even maybe you run at half marathon effort instead of marathon effort. And because, because you're not at the end of the day, a pretty big marathon session would be five times two mile at marathon effort, right? That's a that's a pretty big session. But at the end of the day, it's only ten miles and it's broken up into reps. And so of course you could run at half marathon effort. It would be harder, but the, the problem kind of lies um it kind of lies in the detail because what you, from a sports science and physiological perspective, what you're kind of doing is just teaching the body to use the wrong energy system. And you're also teaching yourself per discipline for race day. So you're kind of teaching yourself to operate at a speed, effort and intensity that you you likely want to be capable of managing for the full marathon and god don't we all you know at the end of the day we i'm sure we all wish we could run a lot harder a lot faster for longer it's it's a it's a pretty natural thing to want the the problem lies in the detail that you simply cannot um so on strava i put um lots of athletes train for the marathon not a lot of athletes train at marathon effort okay and so if you're a pretty good athlete and you've been training for a while even if you run run at the wrong intensity you'll still get fitter if you run at the wrong intensity you'll still you'll still become a better athlete you know you're you're still training you know just because it's not just because it's not the the best for you to run at that intensity let's say half marathon effort or if you do 5 times 2 mile at half marathon effort that's still a bloody good session remember that that is still going to make you like you know a, a better athlete it's it's that simple you you're still you're still becoming better but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help you finish off the marathon and and because that because it's using the wrong energy system it's teaching you to run and burn glycogen too quickly but it's also teaching you really bad discipline and so likely what will sort of make a mess of your marathon is is two things you haven't prepared your body to use fat as fuel but then not only have you not prepared um your body to use fat as fuel um you're you're teaching yourself per discipline so when the gun goes um you'll you'll probably go too quick it's it's that simple um and so it's 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 really important um that you run at that right intensity what i've chosen to do recently which is probably i don't know if you want to call it bulletproof but i've chosen to run using lactate testing you know i brought this up a lot on the podcast i talked about two millimoles three millimoles etc etc so when i did my session um yesterday i decided to run reps around this lake and then finish the reps at the end of the lake so that I could, you know, check in on the lactate. And the lactate simply doesn't lie. And so if you've got the intensity right, you know, the lactate should tell you for marathon effort that your lactate's um, two. And the mad thing is, if my lactate had it been three or 3.5, it's simply too high. It's simply too high for marathon. And that's the frustrating part. It doesn't even seem that much higher. You know, instead of two, it's three. Now, bear in mind, when I did a track session two weeks ago, my lactate was 14. So it can go way up there. But the problem is if you literally jump from two until three or 3.5, you've gone beyond marathon effort. You're now starting to use too much glycogen for the marathon and it happens really quickly and it happens probably before you'd want it to and you probably still feel pretty good and you probably still feel in control but I'm sorry it's simply not marathon effort. And I guess one way to describe that is pretend you have the exact amount of fuel in your car to drive an exact amount of miles and then what you what you do is you're told that you can only drive at two and a half thousand revs and that's kind of how i use my heart rate and so if you're going above the two and a half thousand revs you might sit there thinking oh i'll be fine i'll be able to do it three thousand revs is fine and you will run out of fuel before you get to your destination. It's it's that simple. That's that's how it works. That's how the marathon works. Um, you only have a certain amount of glycogen and you will run out. Once you run out, you have to rely heavily on using fat as fuel. Ideally, you will not run out. And so ideally, during the race, you'll use just enough fat and just enough carbs at the right speed and the right intensity, that it will get you to the finish line. And and that's that's basically changing the, the percentage of carbs that your body uses at marathon effort, marathon pace. Um, well, effort comes first, pace comes second. So how it looks for me is I know for sure in the first two reps, I need to keep my heart rate under, you're probably looking at like, 158 in the first rep and then probably 160 in the second rep because i'm starting to you know the heart rate's starting to get warmed up i actually think in the first rep i kept it under 155 because i basically just got to the point where i was like look you need to get this right you don't have enough weeks left Uh, I, i was running my marathon efforts too hard i was trying to hit you know. Sub five minute mile pace at altitude, and um I guess I was seeking a piece rather than you know seeking the right effort. And that's kind of fine when you're doing like the shorter reps, like the in-out one Ks and you know, like the 2Ks, but once you move up to maybe 3k, 4K, 5k reps, etc. etc. It's really really important in these longer efforts that you start to teach the body to use the right fuel and run at the right intensity. It's also really important psychologically that you take a step back, that you that you basically tell your ego to fuck off. And stop worrying about pace and stop worrying about average this or average that or Strava or your competition. Fuck off. Just run at the right intensity and the right pace for you. You will literally be the one who is the last to laugh because you'll be the one that is able to finish out the marathon. where so many people, they'll have trained faster They'll have hit faster average paces. But when they get to 35k and they fall apart, you'll not be confused. They'll be confused, but you won't be. Because you'll know they cared more about ego, average pace, Garmin Connect, Strava, you name it, training peaks. They cared more about that than they did about hitting the right intensity. Now, the quote for today was I was running with Eloise Wellings and Eloise has been coached by Nick Badeau for a very long time, and she she asked me, "Did Nick ever tell me the bread is in the oven?" quote, and I said no, and I'm surprised he hasn't because you know I'm I'm guilty of of this quite a bit, and so the bread is in the oven is essentially if an athlete is trying to use training too much to test their fitness. So, essentially, if you're always training to test your fitness rather than training to hit the right intensities like we're talking about today, if you're always training to test your fitness, it's essentially like you've put your fresh bread in the oven, you're baking bread, and if you keep opening the oven door to check on the bread, you know what's going to happen. At the end of the bread making process, your bread's going to be flat. It's going to be shit. It's going to be no good. And the exact same happens with running and training and fitness. If you keep trying to check, am I still fit? Is the fitness still there? Where's the fitness at? And you stop doing the very simple things, right? The very basic things, training at the right intensity. The end product will not be as good as it could have been. And it might end up being pretty shit. You keep opening that oven door when you're baking a cake or baking bread, you fuck it up. It's that simple. Hold on. So I thought today's podcast was a very, very important um, topic to cover. Okay, so how would an athlete know when they're running a marathon effort? easier to know when you're not running a marathon effort and i guess from experience what i'll say is when you're doing seven times two kilometer and you're already having to work <laughs> quite a bit in your third and fourth rep you are not running a marathon effort The when i when i did seven times 2k i found it pretty tough and that means i was not at marathon effort um When I did, and here's the kicker, right? You can actually run, you can wear a heart rate strap in a race and then you can try to hit a similar heart rate in training, but it it simply doesn't work like that. When the gun goes in a marathon, I can pretty much go to 160 straight away and then it'll likely go up to 162, 163 pretty quickly within the first mile or two. But in training, it needs to be pretty much under 160 for the, probably the first half of the session, perhaps 10K, perhaps 15K, etc., cetera, et cetera, So it's hard to judge, but it's far easier to know you've got it wrong because you're just, you know, if you're doing your third two kilometer rep, which is 6K and you're working, Come on, you you're not working at 6k in the marathon of 42 kilometers. And so sometimes to get marathon effort right in training, you have to slow right down. And the best part of all this is it's way more fun. It's a way more enjoyable session. It is way more like achievable. You're nowhere near as beat up after it. And so I think I did four times, 4.4 kilometers, you know, something like 17K. And in the last rep, I was enjoying it. I I was running along thinking, God, this is, you know, dare I say, easy. Versus in the seven times 2K, I really had to focus in the last two reps. I really had to almost like muscle the session out and really, you know, Put the head down just to get through the session, and I think a lot of the listeners are going to relate to this. A lot of listeners are going to be thinking, "Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm pushing these too hard." So, how do you stop doing that? How you stop doing that is getting rid of, you know, your ego completely. I don't know. I don't know why I was trying to run sub five minute mile pace at six thousand feet of altitude around a lake where half of it is, you know, dirt and gravel and um, a bit unsteady underfoot. So it's not it's not perfect tarmac. It's not, you know, the, the half of the lake that is perfect tarmac is covered with people, prams, bikes, etc, etc. And the other half is gravel and a bit undulating. And you're running 100 to 120 miles a week. You haven't tapered and you want to be capable of running sub- sub to 11 at 6,000 feet, it's ludicrous. I genuinely believe in training, you might be as much as 10 to 20 seconds per mile slower than a pace that you'll then be capable of achieving on race day. And that, there lies the problem. Everybody wants to train at the pace that their goal is for race day, even though you're tired, you might have work stress, you might be tired from previous training, you probably did a long run two days before, you might have done a long run the day before, you might have raced within the last week. We're all trying to just push too hard and it's just not helping. It's really not helping. You're burning the wrong fuel, you're getting to race day and you haven't taught the body how to use the right fuel. And I swear to God, it's it's all ego. It's all fucking Strava, Garmin Connect, training peaks, like I just said. Or it's or it's to fulfil your own ego that you were, you know, you were able to do a, a ten mile or a twelve mile tempo run at the pace you wanna, you know, race the marathon, and and that comes back to you know checking the bread, always checking in on the bread. You know, it's a sometimes it's an insecurity. If if you wanna test fitness plan a race in your build-up. Race. Plan a race four to five weeks out from the marathon, or maybe a 10k four to five weeks out from a potential half marathon. You understand what I'm saying. Plan a race in. Taper down a little bit. Go race. Test your fitness. See exactly where you're at. Draw a line through it. Get back to discipline and training. And I think that's so, so important. It's, it's something that I've really 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 struggled with over the probably the years especially when i've had a bit of a breakthrough maybe in a race and and all of a sudden i i feel this need to run at new speeds and run at new paces and honestly it just it makes a right mess of things now i actually had a little note when it comes to discipline and training and you know we just talked about resting and recovery and um, how that might look and and you know when to take training a little bit easier one of the hardest parts about bringing the training down a little bit I know for me personally sometimes revolves around nutrition because when I'm in full training and I'm running well recently you know over 100 miles a week Sure, I can eat what I want. I, I can have more, you know, more bread, ham and cheese if I want. I can have chocolate in the evening. You know, I can have a, a can of Sprite or Coke and it's, it's no problem. And and basically I can afford to indulge as much as I want. And I'm still, you know, going to keep a really good race weight and, and feel good about it and feel lean and all these things because I'm running much, much more. I think sometimes what happens then is you're almost afraid to cut the training back because you're worried about your discipline with nutrition and that's something you just have to conquer. You just have to, food is fuel, you're you're eating enough. I read an article recently about an athlete who, an American who was training for the Olympics, a male, um, I think his name's Jake Riley and he was very honest and open about this and he tried too hard to lose weight. He wasn't fuel and he wasn't eating enough. And he got what's known as red symptoms. And it basically means you can train as hard as you want and you'll you'll not absorb it. You know, you'll not get fitter, you'll not get better. And it's it's probably worth a read if you can search that. So food is fuel. But at the same time, if you know, you know your volume's been high and then you can afford to eat a bit more and you are trying to perhaps maintain a certain weight... All you have to do is have discipline. The rest, the rest, taking train a bit easier, having a rest day, etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, that takes a lot of discipline. But then it takes a lot of discipline to realise, okay, tomorrow's a rest day. I probably don't need a mountain of pasta that I would normally have before a session day, or what I would normally have before a long run day, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that just requires discipline. And if you can be disciplined. Initially, before the easier day or the rest day, it makes it a lot easier when you wake up because normally what's going to happen or what might happen is you might have the big mountain of pasta and then you wake up and it's time for a rest day and you kind of think, oh shit, but you know, I had, geez, I had dessert last night. I had, first of all, sometimes that's okay. You know, I've been taking training a little bit easier this week. But I still had little bits of dessert and, and food and, and pasta and, and, you know, heaps of heaps of carbs only because I read this article about this reds and what what the damage is if you underfuel if you're malnourished, essentially, it is it is not worth half a kilo or a kilo. But the point I'm trying to make is just discipline. It takes discipline to rest. It takes some discipline decisions. And then training is going to start to get better. It's really tough for me. It got to 5.30 tonight. I done 90 minutes this morning over the hills. I went and did my gym. And then I basically got to tonight. I was waiting for half five. And yeah, I really wanted to go run. But I made a big effort at the start of this week to take it a little bit easier. To allow my body to... Look, it's not... I I don't think running over 100 mile a week is like, I don't think I'll call it freshening up yet, but I just don't think I need to be hitting 115 to 120, you know, with three to four weeks to go to the marathon. I think that hard training, that high mileage, that phase is finished. I don't think I'll gain enough from those extra five to six mile runs in the evening. I don't think there's enough to be gained I think there's far more value in, you know, freshening up a little bit, sleeping a little bit better. I just need to be fucking a bit more disciplined with not drinking more coffee. I'm so bad at the minute for drinking coffee. I think I'm on like three to four coffees a day. And so it gets to like four o'clock, four thirty and I have another coffee. And then, of course, I want to go for an evening run honestly to cancel out the coffee so that i'll be able to sleep that night that's not good discipline not 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 good discipline at all but look like i said hit your right intensities it will make training more fun it will make training better in terms of your specific fitness and your specific preparation for races and you might start to finish marathons off better than you've ever done all right thank you so much for listening Take care now. Bye-bye.